All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oilers suck again. After teasing us with three wins in a row. They suck, suck, suck. Do, do, do. Hit it, Tyler. All right. Welcome in. It is a Monday, November 20th. It is 8.05 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It has been pitch black in the city of Edmonton for four hours and pitch black in our souls since the start of the season. Welcome into Oilers Nation Radio. Uh, We're doing a special nighttime edition because none of us have time to record on our usual time of Tuesday afternoon. So, Uh, We're doing things a little bit differently. We're all at home. There's a lot to get to. We're all properly miserable after watching that game. So I think, boys, the right way to start is to crack a little Beveragino to get through this. Am I right? Let's get to it. All right. I I had a bottle. It didn't make the same noise. (laughs) Anyways, um, cheers to a tough hockey game. Uh, We're going to get to all of our usual stuff today on the podcast. We're going to have a delicious debate. We're going to do our Who Delivered for DoorDash. Um, But first, we're going to go in a reverse order from what we usually do. We're going to start with a game recap since the Oilers just played a hockey game. It's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and it is making new ones. You can head to ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information to find out more on how their travel insurance can protect you and your memories wherever your travel takes you. Um, All right, a little bit of a frustrating one. BM, I'll start with you. Uh, What was the defining moment of that loss to the Florida Panthers? God. (sighs) Giving up another two-goal lead. Mm. Right? Like, within the first 10 minutes of that hockey game, the Oilers got a goal, a fucking snipe from Connor from Leon's office for some reason, a nice little roll reversal there. And then, you know, they got another one from Evander Kane at about the nine minute mark. And you kind of go, all right, the boys are rolling. The boys have got the start they wanted. They've got two goals up on the Panthers. Let's build on it. And then 
90 seconds later, 96 seconds later, Christopher Hagee gets a power play goal, a bad luck goal. If I'm being, is that the one that hit Hyman on the way out? I feel like it is. That was the second one. Yeah. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Like, Verhey scored 93 seconds after uh, Kane scored 96 seconds, I should say. And it just kind of felt like that was, I felt, I felt tense. I felt nervous. I didn't feel like, all right, they got a goal. No big deal. We'll just go get the next one. It was just kind of like, uh Oh, here we go again. So I got to say coughing up the two goal lead in the first period. Dan, uh, you got a hockey fight to clip in that one. So I have a funny feeling that's maybe your defining moment, but what was, what stood out the most for you in that loss? Well, I, I mean, the hockey fight comes at, uh, you know, at a, not a great time, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it felt like it was a, 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 a burn that just kept, kept growing with the, uh, the after the whistle kind of festivities. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily the best moment for the Oilers. It definitely felt like it was a pivotal moment for the game. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it just, it's it's now we've gone three games where we've seen the same script. Yes, the Oilers were able to flip it in the first iteration of it, but man, oh man, is it frustrating. You know, you get up and you you just can't seem to get that pesky third goal. The third goal just seems to be the key for this team. Rick, what defined that hockey game for you? It's just a it's just a a mirror image of this whole season. Um everything everything was was wrong you know there was you had the lead you couldn't keep the lead then you know you're maybe one or two you wish the goaltender could have had but before that you look at the defenseman you're like okay well you know maybe that's not exactly the right play but then you move up the up the ice and you look in the forward zone and you're like well that should have gone in that should have gone in you look at the pk they weren't able to do what we need them to and you look at the power play and neither were they so it's it's everything. It's every aspect of this game right now. And I, I still believe that it's somehow not it's it's in their heads or something. And I don't know how you fix this. New heads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Heads should probably roll. Uh, Liam, what did you think? Um, I thought a lot throughout the game. To... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what much more to add about it, right? Like the Oilers, there's no doubt there's a couple of bounces that were a bit unlucky in their in their own zone. Like, how many times is Ekholm going to fire one off Hyman's ass and ends up going to that guy, right? And then one goes in off Pickard, I think it was, and then goes into the net. And then it's just weird stuff. But every single show, it feels like we're saying they're getting bad bounces this way, bad bounces that way. It's like eventually just comes down to these guys aren't putting the pucks in the right places too, I guess is, is a weird way to put it as well. Like glassing out maybe next time at home. Um, that's a bit harsh, but I, it's just like this power play. What is happening? Like how long is Ryan Nugent Hopkins going to survive on this first unit power play before they realize it's simply not working with him on there anymore. Like it, it's just kind of crazy little things like that. I just feel like there needs to be adjustments in certain areas and, Power play is what 0 for 7 now in his last two games, and the others have lost by an empty net goal. 0 for 8. There you go. The uh, just I gotta jump in as the resident Ryan Nugent Hopkins fan club CEO. I would just counter by saying who is working well in the power play right now. I'm with you, but he has one goal in 13 games as well, and he's the only he's kind of the weak spot on it. That's why I picked him out. And therein lies a problem for me. Uh, you know, we go we go with this team and we say, you know. 
that that Sunday decision to to remove Woodcroft was was going to change the things for this team, and and that we were going to see a different squad come out, and we now see the. 11 and seven formation come out, but it's the exact same power play. Every time we're rolling out the same unit that was historic last year, but it just feels like the other teams have seen the book and they've, they've, they've checked it out. Now they understand how to defeat it. So we've got to change it up. And those guys are the most unique offensive talents in the league. I guarantee you, you give them a different look. They're going to change it up and we're going to unlock something new and special there with this group. I, I was thinking about that too with the, with the power play and Knobloch. Like, he doesn't need to be attached to anything. And I think he's actually done a pretty good job of putting his his stamp on the team in a way like we have seen Bouchard's minutes go down quite Team a bit at five on five. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's, there's other things like the power play. That's the only one that needs to change for me is the power play. But I think other than that, like, Knobloch has done a fairly good job of, of changing things. I did. Th- I was very surprised he went eleven and seven today, though. That did feel like a big Jay Woodcroft thing. Yeah, um, he was forced to kind of play Broberg a little bit as well with Deharnay in the box <laughs> for the five minute penalty. Uh, Vinny played five oh six at five on five. Philip Broberg played seven ten. Liam, I'm with you on the fact that the power plays let him down. Like. Not even necessarily the big guns because McDavid had two goals scored on a, a penalty shot, which was just disgusting, dude. That was a nasty little come in, stick handle, and flip it over Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky didn't even know where it was after it went in. Um, for me, there was a moment like we talked about not getting the bounces, but that first goal the Oilers scored, McDavid hammers home that one timer from an impossible angle. 15 seconds before that, the Panthers yeah. hit one off the far side of the post that bounced across the crease. Then Pickard swung his glove back to keep it out. And it reminded me of that game against Dallas in Edmonton, where Ryan Nugent Hopkins had that chance in front where he wrapped it around and just missed it. And it was like, how the hell did that puck not go in? And then the play went right back the other way and Dallas scored, made it, uh, made it one, nothing. And it changed the game. I thought that was going to be this moment tonight. And what's been the most concerning about these last two games is the Oilers are getting off to these great starts. They're getting bounces early. And then they just totally implode on themselves. It's it's incredibly frustrating. I found that they would get ta- like the penalties they were taken to were at, at terrible times. Like yeah. I know the first two calls on Kane maybe weren't the best by uh, the officials, but also just don't put yourself in that situation. Like there's no need to take that extra shot on um, Matthew Kachuk there. Like you already got your shot in, skate away. You just scored. You're up two nothing. Now you're giving Florida a massive opportunity to get themselves back in the game, which they did. And then the 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 hooking call is like, yeah, maybe, maybe weak, I guess you could say, but also just just don't do that. That guy is kind of irrelevant to the play a little bit too. Just skate a little bit harder and get in front of him. Uh Evan Bouchard caught a lot of shrapnel once again on Twitter. Um, people growing more frustrated with him. Connor Brown has taken more and more heat. I even saw Leon Drysaddle. I I pointed out. I didn't like the fact he just flew by on that one goal, gave the guy a tap, and then skated past him. Um, Beg Milk, I'll, I'll maybe ask you. I know you kind of talked about blowing the two-goal lead being annoying, but was there any other moment in this game that stood out to you as especially frustrating? Yeah, I mean, well, if the Oilers didn't have bad luck. Well, there's a couple, plenty to go around, Tyler. If the Oilers didn't have bad luck, they'd have no luck. I mean, again, we talked about Hyman getting hit with a clearing shot by Ekholm. Could he have gone off the glass and out, like Liam said? Yeah, but what are the chances it hits Hyman and goes right to somebody and they make a play? Again, Calvin Pickard should have stopped that shot. 
but that's a different story. And then you look at the Broberg one where he's skating backwards Mm -hmm. and he hits a a, a stick that's just laying on the ice. I don't blame Broberg for falling down there that, but that's just like a bad luck play. And again, that's just the Oilers season in a nutshell, but you mentioned Bouchard, like the interesting thing about Evan Bouchard is I really like this player, but he is driving me nuts in the defensive zone with his lack of urgency on those plays and his lackadaisical back checking. And I feel like the spreadsheet boys are going to get fired up at me here a little bit because I know what the XGF says. I know what the, I know what the points generated say and all of that stuff is true, but it's kind of like you live and die by the sword with this guy. And right now in the defensive zone, we're dying a lot more than we're living. So that's frustrating because I know he can be better back there. We've seen him be better back there, but right now it's just a lot of soft plays in the defensive zone. I don't want to just single out Bouchard because I saw the same play by dry as you did Tyler, that I wasn't a real big fan of the flyby. And it's just kind of like the guys are, have no confidence right now. So what sticks out and what's most frustrating to me is they can't even like get an accidental win for themselves where you can start to build back that confidence. It's like, no matter what happens, no matter what mistake happens, it's going to end up in the back of the net, whether it's a bad luck play or just a bad play. And it's frustrating to watch because the Oilers can't even get any wins, any emotional wins for themselves as they can try and pull themselves out of this. Rick, you were laughing. Why? All that dinging. I think that was your phone going over. Did you get a serious bunch of messages on there? <laughs> it was me. It was, all the, it was all the stat sheet boys and girls lighting up Tyler's phone. That's all. Anyways. Um... I thought we were getting some insider information here or something like this. Yeah, that would be a trade here. That would be unbelievable if they uh, if they hit us with a trade right now. Um, Dan, anything else stand out to you from the frustrating perspective? Like I, I'm just gonna steal Liam's again and say it was the power play. Like not that again, not that the stars were bad, but I think they just you get one power play goal in the third period on one of your two attempts. That game's going to OT. But Dan, I'll let you go. Some. I just, uh, yeah, it's for me. It's it's response. It's you know McDavid getting dumped on that play. Yes, I know you're going to get a penalty shot for it, but like, how does nobody go over and grab a hold of that guy that that knocks him down? Uh, just, just little things like Stenland putting the puck in the net after the play. I like, oh. I like that Fogel comes in and and gives him some it's shit there. But like, like how is uh, like 100 the, the referees? The referees have only to thank themselves for all of the shenanigans that happened after yeah. that because of their lack of ability to use the rule book that they are given to call plays on. Mm-hmm. It just they just don't do it. So yeah, there's there's it's a death by a thousand cuts, and it feels like this entire season is just going to be defined by that damn quote. But it really feels like some of these games are just like that way. Also, you know, another, I was going to say ahead. another. BS call was when Sam Bennett was just punching Hyman in the head. Yeah, we got 10 for it. Who did? Hyman got 10. Hyman got way. Hyman got it. I thought it was Hyman. They said Hyman on the broadcast. I'm looking right now. It's it's Kane. You're right. From the bench? Must have been. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Best officials in the world, though, right, Gary? Yep. No, they do a great job. Gary will tell you. They but like um, you said, Liam, the Heim, or, uh, Bennett was just punching Hyman in the brainstem, and I was I was wondering when it was going to stop. 
And they did the whole rip the helmet off thing too, which last year was pretty much an automatic. Well, you can do that after the whistle. You you can't do it during the play. Which there was a few plays during the game where they where they did get away with it. But yeah, you you can do it after the whistle because that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Also, frustrating frustrating from a refing perspective. Derek Ryan got whacked in the face. No call. Evan Bouchard got whacked behind the the net. Yeah, right behind the net. No call. And it's like that is an automatic penalty all the time and for some reason the refs are just like ah high sticks we're gonna let those go like i but again i have a hard time being like ah the game would have been different if if they would have gotten those calls <laughs> our because, power play can't do shit yeah power play can't do shit so that's another one that was frustrating was just those two officiating moments but then also being an oilers fan in years past has been oh man if we would have gotten those two power plays like we might have scored one or two of them and like we would have won the game now we're like ah Probably wouldn't have done much. Uh, Rick, I'll let you finish up the frustrating roundtable. I don't know what to say, man. It's uh, like it's there's just so many small little cuts here, and I don't know exactly how you try and fill all of them at once. Um, it's like not like a goal off the ass gets them going because we've seen a couple of those, and we've seen a couple two two goal games by Connor now and Leon, and that really didn't get them going into the next games. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to what to what to say right now. It's every every little aspect is we're, we're leaking it everywhere, and it's and it's bringing the ship down. Let me. I'll go ahead, Liam. I I don't know. I was. It's just Liam's so weird. Like, like Liam's got a point after every one of us. Else. <laughs> I I just you go back and look at the goals, and there's like clear points on every goal, like what went wrong. But I feel like when you watch like other teams, like the Oilers have to work so hard sometimes to score goals. Like Connor McDavid had to score from the goal line today to give the Oilers a one-goal lead. Their mm-hmm. second goal was a well-worked play by the Oilers, and the third one was a penalty shot. You walk through what Florida did, and every single one is almost a mistake by the Edmonton Oilers at one way or another. And it's just amazing that it's every single night it's the exact same thing unless they put together almost a perfect game or their goalie bails them out. And I guess to flip it, like Pickard was actually pretty good tonight. I That's can't believe Mc- Mikula scored two goals considering he has seven in his career, but special night. Don't worry. Kevin Stenland was also given a third star of the game in that hockey game. A nice three goal performance or sorry, three point performance from Kevin Stenland who came in the game with, came into the game with four points on the year. So that's a big night for him. Like, what are we doing? Uh, anyways, let's wrap up. You talked about Calvin Pickard made his Oilers debut today. He stopped 26 of 30, gave him an 867 save percentage. Um, I will go ahead and say he was solid, made some big stops, but needed one more. And that has been the story of the Oilers goaltending this year. Let's do letter grades for Calvin Pickard. Bag Milk, what letter grade would you give him for his performance? Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> It's hard to like, I think that Calvin Picker played well, actually. He made some huge saves, but like, if you look at a guy who had 26 saves in an 867, you don't exactly go, huzzah, we did it. Like mission accomplished, hang the banner. Like there's problems there, right? Like I think of the, the goal that hit Hyman, that one needs to be a thought. But then at the same point, he also made some huge saves where he was going coast to co- or, uh, post to post and making big saves. So letter grade, a B, is that high? A B minus? I, I don't know. It's hard to say because like, I, I don't feel like all of the goals against were his fault, but I do think that one or two of them, he definitely liked back. 
But I also think that at the same time, like there was that one goal when a bunch of forwards or a bunch of Oilers players were just standing around in their defensive zone and he's sliding all over the crease trying to make magic happen. What is it? What is the guy supposed to do? How many, how many shots is he supposed to stop? So B minus. I, I think you're bang on with the B minus. That's what I was going to go with. He wasn't terrible. And it wasn't like I watched that game and went, okay, you can't start him again. You got to go trade for someone tomorrow but he needed to make one more save to get an A grade from me. Rick, what do you say? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I thought I was thinking B, B minus C plus somewhere in there. Um, the, none of them were his fault, but I think all of them are probably stoppable. Uh, yeah, just one of, it's another one of those things. So yeah, let's go with uh, be a little different. We'll go C plus. Uh, Dan. Well, I think if you lose, you can't get higher than a C on my letter grade. And, but then I'm going to say that, you he gets it gets skewed up because the Florida Panthers is a team that to me just comes in waves on offense and you saw it a few times tonight where broken down play and they still get a shot off and it's still a chance against the team and so yeah for me Pickard you know solid enough that this team could have won that hockey game so I'll give him a B plus Liam wrap it up I was kind of thinking that B plus two and just playing there, the fact of like he hasn't played in the NHL in how many years? He's not played in 16 days. 2021, there you go. And it's like, you know what? For a guy to come in and give the others an opportunity to win game, and the fact they didn't was because of their own defensive lapses and the fact the power play didn't show up despite multiple opportunities. I think you got to be generous to pick it. So I'll give him a B plus. Can I, I have a, I have a question though. Sorry to keep slowing down everything, but as someone who didn't play hockey ever, was that play that Bouchard made, which led to the Matthias Ekholm goal really dumb or am I going crazy? Like that was a hand pass. And for some reason he like touched it softly and it led to a penalty. Was yeah. that silly or am I going nuts? No, it Jamal Myers did it on the broadcast. He said like, listen, man, play, make a play there. Be hard on the puck. Like, what is going on? Just because you think it is a hand pass, there's a reason people say play to the whistle. And he was just assuming the whistle was going to come. And then when he did finally engage, it was very, very sloppy and weak. Like, that's what I mean about Evan Bouchard. I love the kid. I really do. But in the defensive zone, like on the defensive side of the puck, his urgency level is just not near where it should be. He just wasn't confident going to the puck. You put it well though, Bag Milk. Play to the whistle, and it's like a, it's like a football adage, right? And and man, oh man, did that feel like you know you got that ball that it, it's not your possession until the other team touches it, and you just don't have to. But almost like he got goaded into to touching that damn puck, and yeah, he wants that back. But you can't have those kinds of brain farts at the NHL level. Just a lack of confidence. <laughs> he knew he knew it was a hand pass. He knew it was a hand pass, but he. You kind of get that close to the puck, and and you just have a lack of confidence. You so don't skate know what away. to do with it. So skate away from it. Leave it. He doesn't have to play the puck. <laughs> Go to the other side. He literally <laughs> didn't have to play the puck, but it was just weird. That's just what he is right now. It was in, an incredibly confusing moment. I don't know what he was thinking there. Um, all right. There you go. That is your game recap brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than uh, than sharing memories, and that is making it new ones. ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. 
Uh, again, different edition of the pod just because we are coming at you at nighttime on a Monday instead of Tuesday afternoon. So enjoy the early listening on a Tuesday morning, I would assume, on your way to work. Uh, we are going to get to our delicious debate in a second. But first, I think this is a good time to do Who Delivered? Delivered by DoorDash. Liam? Ding dong. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. That's all capitals, NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25. You can make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season with restaurants, groceries, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash. And Liam, you heard my hilarious hiccup today on the DFO rundown when I tried to do that ad read. When my day started 13 and a half hours ago, I got jumbled between saying viewers and listeners. And I just go, for a limited time, our Canadian losers. And then was the hard side. we had to just redo the whole thing. It was terrible. It was, it was very funny. I didn't, I actually thought he meant hiccup. So I was waiting for the hiccup. And then I heard that. It was much better. There we go. Much better. Uh, all right. Who hasn't gone first yet for a question? I'll go with you, Dan. Who delivered? And keep in mind, we haven't done an episode since Friday, so we got Saturday against the Bolts and then tonight against the Panthers. Oh, man. Well, I'm just going to grab the guy right off the top of the board. Uh, Calvin Pickard uh, delivered in his first action in almost two years uh, in the NHL, gave us a chance to win the hockey game. So, Calvin Pickard, you delivered. Uh Rick? Uh, you know, I'm going to veer away from the team and say uh, something that went down last night. I think the CFL delivered. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anyone watched the Great Cup game last night, but it was a great show, great performance at halftime, and the game itself was uh, down to the last second. Man, it, it was pretty fun to watch. I actually said this on real life today. I had no plan of watching the entire Great Cup. I put it on thinking I was going to have a nap. I was. It was electric. I had a great time watching the Great Cup. It was awesome. I I had no idea it was on. But also, did you guys see the Montreal Alouettes player yell at the camera in French? That was he was he was fired up. He was right in everything he said. What yeah, did he? Was. Did we have a translation? Rough translation? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, there was there was some people that were upset ahead of the Grey Cup, and then he was just voicing the uh, their concerns about afterwards uh, about how uh, the Grey Cup was marketed entirely in English. Uh, and of course, we have two two language speaking uh, teams in this league, and uh, and then on top of it, uh, even I think on some TV broadcasts, it said yeah. that it was Toronto versus Winnipeg. Oh, so nice they were one. like, "Who won the Grey Cup?" And of course, the team that won the Grey Cup <laughs> wasn't listed on the TV listings. Uh, Liam, who delivered for DoorDash? Um, I'll go back to Saturday, and I think a good one to pick here is uh, James Hamlin. Obviously a pretty, pretty, I don't know what the good word. It gives me goosebumps to even talk about it. Just reaction to scoring that goal and dedicating it to his mom. Pretty special, I think, to see. And unfortunately, the others couldn't come out for the win, but it was cool to see him get his first goal and then and then do what he did in his celebration. So James Hamlin delivered like he has done pretty much every time he's put on that Oilers jersey this season. Yeah, he's been working hard and watching him get that goal and then the emotional celebration. That was just... Man, that was just all around an unbelievable moment. That is that'll go down as one of the top moments of the year, no matter what else happens this season. Good sports right there. Great sport. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh BM, uh, you're next. What do you got? 
I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with the captain. I think that this team, if they're going to climb out of this hole, if they're going to crawl out of it, Connor McDavid has got to be a huge part of it. And now with the two goals tonight, he's got four in his last four games. He's starting to look more like Connor McDavid. The goal from Leon's office along the goal line was an absolute snipe from an impossible angle. And I'm hoping that he's going to start to feel his mojo a little bit. So I think with two goals tonight, like you said off a little bit earlier, Tyler, the power, the penalty shot goal was an absolute killer when he went in that slow i was like oh connor i think you're going in too slow and then it goes in i go you know what i'll just shut my mouth and i'll just keep quiet from here on then i'll just sit back in my couch and watch you do your thing so connor mcdavid you delivered thank you i missed you glad to have you back uh you guys left an easy one on the board for me this is good we had a lot to choose from how about Derek ryan popping home a couple of goals against the tampa bay lightning picks up an assist in the win over florida a little three-point run over two games for DR10, the Oilers need they needed someone in the bottom six to start providing a spark. And now you look over the last couple of games, Hamlin, obviously, like you said, Liam got a goal. And then you got Derek Ryan chipping in with a little bit of offense. I think that it would be nice if that continued. It would also be nice if more than one area of this team was clicking at a time. Great, great assist from uh, Derek Ryan tonight, too, on the Evander King goal. Yeah, nice touch. Mm-hmm. And, and Ryan McLeod. Yeah, I, I am hard on Ryan McLeod, so I will give him some uh, some love for that one there. Um, so giddy up. There you go. That's who delivered for DoorDash. Dash that for the win. I'm surprised we got five out of that. Mm, it is I grim, your boys. Yeah, things are uh, things are looking grim. Uh, finally, we are at the almost at the 30 minute mark. So what we're going to do here is step aside for a quick ad. And then we when we come back, it's time for the delicious debate. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The delicious debate is brought to you by Wendy's. Don't forget, you can head over to dailyfaceoff.com and play that Wendy's survivor game. Dailyfaceoff.com. Click the little link at the top. You can try to survive the run of four days. There was, uh, There is still one going right now. I've been eliminated on day one, the last couple of attempts at it. But uh, you can also download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order. 
grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat, along with some fresh, never-frozen Canadian beef. Shout out to Wendy's and their new app. Um, all right, boys, the delicious debate today. We saw on Saturday night on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, Elliot Friedman talking about the Oilers' reported interest in a goalie from Montreal. To give everyone some context, the Canadians are currently sitting with a three-headed monster on their or on their NHL roster because they don't want to lose Caden Primo to waivers. So Jake Allen is 33 years old. He has a modified no-trade clause, uh, which is a seven-team no-trade list, according to Cap Friendly. He has a cap at of $3.85 million this year and next year. Samuel Montembeau, he is a UFA at the end of this upcoming season with a cap at of $1 million. He's 27 years old and played in 111 career NHL games. Hayden Primo is the youngest of the bunch at 24. 890K against the cap for this year and one more. He's only ever played in 26 NHL games. The delicious debate today. Should the Oilers be interested in any of the three goalies from Montreal? Liam? Yes, they should be interested in Allen and Montembeau. And I think I would go Montembeau over Allen. For one, Montembeau is only one million until the end of the season. And he's actually had a really good year. When you look at his underlying numbers too, I think both goalies actually lie around a 907, 908, something in there. One of the, one or the other. And when you look at uh, Montebo's number at five on five, he has a 949 save percentage at five on five this season. And his uh, high danger chances, his right save percentage is right around 900 as well. So he's really good. And for that cap hit, I know it's only until the end of the season, but if he's good and then the Oilers are able to maybe re-sign him, it's not going to be a huge ticket either. And maybe you can have Montembeau's Skinner running around for a while here under like six million bucks, which would be pretty sweet. Bag milk, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like, yeah, Samuel Montenbeau sounds fine, but like, <sighs> you know, you're going to have to give up a bunch. You have to gonna have to give up assets to get literally anybody. What does that look like? Nobody's going to, nobody's here to help the Oilers here. And I know the Habs are running with three goalies right now and it's weird, but they seem like they're going to just be carrying that. It's not like the Oilers are going to be like, Oh, well, Montreal, you've got three guys. You don't want to lose Primo on waiver. So why don't you do us a solid? They're going to say, no, fuck you. They're going to throw you an anchor. And if you want Montembeau, you're going to have to pay a ton for it. So yeah, I would be interested in him based on his stats. I know that his five on five numbers right this season have been very, very good. And I know that his contract is is palatable, especially given our cap situation. But what is that going to take to acquire? What, what would be the... like? How much more would you have to spend to get a Mackenzie Blackwood out of San Jose? He's been fantastic. So would they be interested in a Montreal goalie? Sure. But what else you got? Cause I feel like I, I don't know that Jake Allen coming in is going to be the answer. He's never been the answer anywhere he's played. So why would we think that he is here? I don't know. Maybe I'm just too pessimistic right now. And I'm a little bit salty that the Oilers lost again uh, tonight, but I just don't know that any of those, either of those two guys is going to be the answer here. I just, I just don't. Yeah, like the reason I like Montembeau is because end of the season, he's a UFA and Montreal, I believe, still has one more uh, retained money cap or one more retained money spot. So if you can convince him to keep half of Sam Montembeau, he's a $500,000 cap hit. You would actually save money against the cap. It makes sense. I'm with you. Jake Allen doesn't do it for me at 33 years old. The modified no trade clause could be a sticking point and he makes $3.85 million. The only way to do that is if Campbell goes the other way. Uh, Dan, what say you? 
Dan? Oh, he oh he was he had the one finger up. Oh, do we think that do we feel like sorry? Yeah. No, my camera's glitchy. Sorry, boys. I'm trying to clip a fight here. All right. We're gonna we're gonna mute Dan for a second, and then we're gonna get Rick's opinion on it while Dan's internet catches up to where we are in the show. He's Dan doing hockey fights things while he's also trying to podcast here, so it's just not going well. That uh, Commodore sixty four over there at the Shea Shea Dan house. Uh, okay, Rick, awesome. Interested in any of those goalies? I'm kind of with you guys here. Uh, I don't think Allen's really gonna cut it. Um, I would have said the same thing about Montembeau. You know, his numbers sound pretty good. But I just think that we need to take our next. I guess you can only move three of them, right? You can only move three years worth of picks. I'd take all three of my picks, <laughs> uh, package them up with Campbell, and go. <laughs> Maybe you can get away with just doing two first rounds in Campbell and finding yourself a legit starter. I don't know, but I, you, you need to do something, and it has to be done now. Frank drops a very interesting Sorry. name on our show today. What was it? Whom? Carol Vemelka. Thoughts? Veggie, you know person. I'm a veggie guy. <laughs> that's not a real person. Like the, that's the that's the guy in Arizona, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. He's, that's he's the Coyotes goaltender. Can he, so I guess, and that's yeah, and that the, was my. He needs to carry the fucking mail. <laughs> that was going to be my comment, even with the with the Montreal thing. Sorry, I'm trying to clip a fight while we're doing this podcast uh, live, and my computer could not handle two things at once. Um, but uh, but yeah, my real question is is like is Montebo? If you just take Pickard out from tonight and put Montebo in there, do we win that hockey game? I don't think so. Do, do if we do that over the season, do we think that we're a better than 500 team? I don't think so. I, I, everybody else has their own opinion about that. But to me, if you're going out and getting a goaltender, you better shake the damn foundations of the league and and rattle the cages just like you did with Eckholm, you know, where it came out of left field. But it can't be one of these like trimming and nibbling around the edges kind of names where you're just hoping that maybe that guy saves your season. I think I, I I do agree, and like especially again, you watch Pickard today, and like he's competent, like he's not yeah. that bad. I thought he was totally fine. I gave him a B minus tonight, so I, I'm not sure if you need to do something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if you need to do something fast. I think you can maybe wait until the right deal comes across for you. Um, I would love Vimelka. I would part ways with multiple first round picks and probably something else if they were to take Jack Campbell and give the Oilers Carol Vimelka. Um, but I don't know how realistic that really is. I love the Mackenzie Blackwood idea, BM. But yeah, I mean, do any of the guys in Montreal interest me? If the price on Montembeau is low enough, like we're talking maybe a third round pick and they're willing to keep half his salary, maybe a third and a fifth because they keep half his salary or something along those lines, then sign me up for it. But I'm not giving up a second or a Borgo or anything of substance for any of those goalies in Montreal. Because none of them are difference makers. I think you can just roll the dice on Picker giving you six decent starts in the next two months. Would you give up? I just learned how to spend spell Carol Vimelka, and I was nowhere close. Ah. <laughs> Veggie milk, I believe it is <laughs> actually written. Nope. Yeah, would you, right, would you give up like um 
what if Montreal was like, we want a third and uh, we want a second and I don't know, some random prospect like Tyler Tulia. For who? For for Montembeau. Oh no, I'm not I'm not even giving up just a second for Montembeau. Like I it's a third rounder and something small. Goalies don't go for that much. Interesting. Until you sign him in free agency. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, I just I, I think one of since we're talking about goaltenders, do you see any situation in which Jack Campbell is back here this season? No, he's yep. so bad. You can't even stop an AHL puck and they're the same size, right, Tyler? Yeah. Um, boy, no, I don't see a way for him to come back to this team this year. He'll be back. He'll be back. They'll probably oh, he come, absolutely see a way. Yeah, because he's going to he'll come have Christmas with the family and then head back. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> I, oh, he I can't be away. Dark. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think one thing that's a positive off the acquisition of Montembeau is the fact that he's not going to, I don't think he's going to cost you a first round pick. I think that would be insane to him to cost you a first round pick, which then gives you more bullets in the chamber to address more issues that are clear in this team. So you can get Montembeau and you can have two good goalies and Skinner and Montembeau. And then you can go and get your third line center to replace your winger Ryan McLeod that's been playing there all season, or you can get uh, another defenseman to help someone. I don't know where it may be, but there's it doesn't doesn't damage your chances of making more moves. I think that's a positive on it for me. So looking at the picks that they've got this year in 2024, they've got their first, they've got their second, they've got a fifth, and then they've got two sixths, one from uh, Nashville. No seventh. Next year, they've got a first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Year after, they've got all of them. So I'm kind of with Rick at the point like, let's let's unload the clip here a little bit. I'm not saying all in a goalie. That's not what I'm saying. But like, let's clear out some cap space here. Let's bring in some fresh bodies and try and find somebody who can actually stop the puck. That's not a shot at Calvin Pickard. And I actually think Stuart Skinner is going to be fine. But we've already got the coach fired. Jay Woodcroft got to hang out, eat nachos, and make three million bucks tonight. He's having a great time. Now that Chris Knobloch's here, that card is gone. That card's off the table, and we are running out of time. There's still a lot of time, but there's not a lot of time given the holder in. So they need to do something here. Anyone know where Mike Smith's at? Just pay Smitty to come back and yell at the boys on the bench. Clearly, they need something. All Victor Fast. Victor Fast also yelling on the bench. I like that. How's How's Miko doing? Probably you know better than us. I was looking at Miko today. He made 16.5 million bucks USD and he's living in Switzerland. He is doing a okay. I think he probably owes us maybe three months of hockey, then perhaps. Maybe he wouldn't even answer his phone. <laughs> he's he's to his block number. Blocked. Uh, mm-hmm. He's only 35. Who? Miko. Liko. <laughs> trying to pull he's up his numbers so quickly. far from the good times. This is depressing. He, he's playing for HC Lugano, and in mm-hmm. twelve games this season, oh, oh, uh, you know what? Maybe we should talk about something else. This is not. What's he got? I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs> twelve games. He has an eight eighty four. He's been eating too many cheesy gordita crunches. My boy's not ready to go. <laughs> 296 uh, goals against, so not bad. You know what? If I, this one's beautiful. Yeah, but what's the league average, Liam? 
but he doesn't Maybe allow it's just a the high offensive goal. league. You don't know. <laughs> He's allowing less than three goals a game. And he has an 884. <laughs> I see no oh, problem boy. with that stat line. Uh, there you go. Um, you know what? We could all probably at some point over the next little bit use a distraction from this hockey team and no better place to do it than down at Greta right in downtown Edmonton. You know what, Bag Milk? If you need to stop thinking about the Oilers for a little bit, you go to Greta, you get a couple of drinks in you, you play Mario Kart, and boom, all of a sudden, the Oilers' struggles are out of your brain. That's right. That is right. Shout out to Greta. Uh, check them out this weekend. You, you might you might need to party a little bit to get some of these nasty Oilers thoughts uh, out of your head. Um, let's continue along on the show and take a look at the week ahead for Cornerstone Insurance. You can find out more about all the services they offer at cornerstoneins.ca. There's a little button there if you're a friend of the nation. I use them to insure the nation truck. You can trust them for all your insurance needs. Liam, I'm going to set you up for this one. How about the fact there are no NHL games tomorrow night? There's none tomorrow? I thought there was none on Thursday. So Uh, wait, 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 wait. There is no NHL games tomorrow being Tuesday, which is not American Thanksgiving. Then there's also... How many games are on Wednesday? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. What? That makes sense. Why? There's no games on Thursday, 15 games on Friday, 8 games on Saturday, 5 games on Sunday. What? Like, why? Why is this necessary at all? The Oilers America. road trip could be like six days shorter if they were just able to play back-to-backs instead of having to play on Wednesday and then play Friday. What a This, this schedule is an absolute disaster, and the NHL will never, ever get out of its own way. And today they announced, an, an, what's that, hockey tournament with four teams in it? Four teams, yeah. It's the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Most of the world is not involved in it. <laughs> oh, my good God. Like, get out your own way, Gary. You're like, stupid. They ignored all the fun things from the last one, like the under 23 team, Team Europe. They got rid of all that, like the best part of the last one. They're just like, nah, whatever. So who are the teams? U.S., Finland, Sweden, and Canada. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so we're not going to get Leon Dreisaitl. We won't get get Kopitar, I guess. Obviously, all the Russians won't be there. All the Czechs. All the Czechs, Switzerland. No David Pasternak, right? No, no Timo Meyer. That don't is, need him. Don't, don't need yeah. him. They're not. They don't sell tickets. David Pasternak. It's best on best. MVP not, those guys. Year. It's best on best. We're looking for. Yeah. David Pasternak sure. pulled off an absolutely beautiful play tonight in the Bruins game, and yet don't need it. Not worthy of a World Cup appearance. Don't I've never listened to that anthem before, and I never have to. <laughs> like um, how? How can they do that? How can the World Juniors? Go every single year with a team like Kazakhstan, Austria, Denmark. I think Great Britain might be sneaking into the picture eventually. Here, Poland, but the NHL can't put together a team from Switzerland. Yeah, the the NHL would be doing a best on best tournament with uh, three of their current top ten scorers not even eligible to play in it. Don't need them. Don't need them. We're putting uh, on a sorry. best on best here, Tyler. Come on. Yeah, we we want best on best. The NHL, you can have half the best against half the best. That's our final offer. The top two negotiating this. two years ago were from Slovakia. It's Slavkowski yeah. and Nemec. Yeah. It's like that yeah. meme from uh, it's like that meme from Palm Star uh, 
Punch Stars or whatever that show is called, where it's like, we want the best on best tournament from everybody in the world. And they go, best we can do is a four team shit show. <laughs> is it going to be in Toronto? Uh, no, they want to play games internationally still. Yeah, oddly, it's going to be in Munich, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in Prague. Yeah. Munich, mm-hmm. Australia, Switzerland, Davos, buddy. Don't Davos, Australia, inside of a tennis arena that the ice won't freeze in. <laughs> All right. Uh, the week ahead for the Edmonton Oilers between now and the next time we record a podcast, they will play two games Wednesday against the Hurricanes, five o'clock start, Friday against the Capitals. I'm just going to go out and say it. If you don't win at least one of those, the season's probably over. <laughs> Must win, Tyler, your M check. And I quote, one of the two. Like you don't need to sweep these. You need to beat one of these next two teams, or else we're you done. Should, we're, you should probably sweep these. You have to win both. <laughs> Season's not over if you don't win both, though. No, but not you have to win either. it for my own mental sake. Need two yeah. of the next three for sure. You need to go on a run. Like this yeah. two of three thing, like you got to win five, six, seven in a row and then you lose one and then you do another run like that. Otherwise, like the hole is getting deep. But then at the same point, the boys that Rick said it earlier, they're battling confidence in a way I've never seen before. So like they need something good to happen. They need anything good to happen. I was looking yeah. at exorcisms on Fiverr today. I found a guy who How, long distance one for 281 bucks. I'm starting to think that we just pass a hat around and try and figure this out. Yeah, I was Googling, Googling exorcisms in the third period. I'm not even joking. Somebody yeah. that's going to leave it up to us, I guess. <laughs> the Oilers also have the Anaheim Ducks coming up on Sunday and they're starting to slide a little bit. Uh, they'll be back on home ice for that one. It's a seven o'clock start against Anaheim. So you need two of these next three because after that, it's a bit of a gauntlet the week after Vegas, Winnipeg, Carolina again. It, it's going to get tough. <laughs> but like, I, don't even, I don't even care about who they're playing because in these last two games, Tampa Bay and Florida were winnable games for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. They, lo- they shot themselves in the foot. So it doesn't really matter who it is. They got to get but, out of their own way. The biggest rival to the Oilers right now is themselves. Hey Amen. Put it on a card. That's the Le- title of today's podcast. <laughs> I mean, Leon said, and Leon said it yesterday too. Like, no, no disrespect to their team, but um, we're our biggest enemy right now, and it has yeah. been that way all year. I feel that. I feel that. Um, all right, gentlemen, uh, this was fun. This was a nice little venting session. We all we all had a cold one. I know. I'm just trying to find positives here. At least we got to be together for the last 47 minutes of our lives. That is we nice. Does that mean nothing? word association? No, we we scratched that. We put that in the game recap instead. I had I did not have the energy to give word association. Um, I'll give you guys two real quick. Ready? Very, yeah. very strenuous game. Real quick, Tyler, you're up first. Calvin Pickard, solid. Liam, good. Rick, decent. Dan, pleasantly surprised. I'd say possible. I'd say possible. The Oilers. Power play issues. Dan. Uh, change it up. Rick. Unexplainable. Liam. New faces. Tyler. Stumped. Uh, and I would say dumbfounded. Mm. The likelihood that the Oilers will soon trade for a goalie by the end of November. Tyler. Slim. Liam. 
Uh, above slim. Rick? Likely. Dan? My heart says 0% chance, but I believe that there is more than a 50-50 shot that it happened. Yeah, I was going to say doubtful. Anyway, a little impromptu word association for you. There's three. Can I give one? There you go. Sure. Sure. Evan Bouchard. <laughs> Tyler's so annoyed. Um, <laughs> hey, who's going first, Liam? You got to direct Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler. I thought we had an order. Tyler. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Annoying. Hmm. Rick? Defensively lost. Dan? One of 1,000. <laughs> BM? I'd say he's a coin. And the reason I say that is offensively, you go, man, on this side of the coin, it is, there's a lot of good stuff to like about Evan Bouchard. And on the defensive side of the coin, you go, well, you know, that's, it's not so great. Not so great. What's your word, Liam? Pickling. Pickling? What? Pickling. Like a good egg. Yeah. He'll headline a segment on this show one day when we get it passed. All right. Pickling? Pickling. I may, I may go grab some pickled eggs tomorrow now that I think of it. Shout out to Will Hawk. Shout out to Will Hawk. <laughs> jerky. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Thanks for staying up and doing this on a Monday night. That is a wrap on a little special edition of Oilers Nation every day. To the listeners, enjoy your Tuesday. We'll chat Oilers again Nation on Friday. Day. No, bad, Tyler. It's Oilers Nation Radio. Oh, yeah. Oilers Nation Radio. Sorry, guys. That's well, what we're wrapping up. Thursday. Thursday or Friday. We're doing a podcast at some point. End it. Stop recording me. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. 
ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.